Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to my diary entries through pregnancy and birth. These diary entries are a way for me to capture this sacred, beautiful, unknown time in my pregnancy and birth through sovereign, out-of-system care. This is a place where I will share my vulnerable, powerful experiences of pregnancy and birth with you all. I'm your host, Victoria Nicholas, and these are my diary entries of my deepest soul as I journey to birth another soul earth side. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to the Noble Mother Podcast Diary Entries. I'm so, and I know I say this so often, but I am so humbly grateful for your energy if you're listening. Otherwise, it's just me kind of speaking into a microphone. But if you lend your heart to the musings of my pregnancy and my journey this far, it's been really powerful and really beautiful to share in this way and kind of document the things that have felt pertinent and important to me to share. So I'm really, I'm humbly grateful for your energy and for your time in listening. I am approaching 31 weeks and like, you know, 31 weeks, I suppose. Feeling, yeah, feeling that way for sure. Things are feeling, the veil feels like it's revealing itself more and more, especially in the evenings. I sort of wake and think about how this birth will start and what that will look like and where I'll move about in my home during this process and where my son and my husband will be. And yeah, I feel like that's just natural to kind of play that through. And also I'm trying to recall what those sensations feel like almost. And I feel like my last remembrance of a rush or a contraction was in Nobles once the placenta had been birthed. And that was, there was an intensity to that. And I thought, oh my gosh, did I just work through all of those? <laughs> After I kind of had that last one, I didn't have a lot of after pains with Noble. He was my first, but yeah, I'm just sort of preparing, I guess, in some ways for an orgasmic experience, as well as preparing to be humbled, potentially. I'm preparing for it to be fast. I'm also preparing for it to be a process. So yeah, I think all the range of sort of emotion and feelings that you feel as you enter the veil, excitement as well, excited to meet this little person. I have been feeling it's been a girl for a while, but recently it's maybe shown itself that it could be a boy. I've been having some pretty potent dreams. So yes, I am thinking it is a boy, but of course I'm still unsure to that as well. So yeah, that's kind of what's organically on my heart. I, of course, kind of make a list of, at each diary entry to kind of recite and recall what the live in me. And uh, I think one thing that is really beautiful that, that I have given Noble and that, that our family, Ryan and I have given Noble is 
this sense of normalcy to birth and babies. I talk often, we have a photo above our bed of Noble when he was born and Ryan and I embracing a kiss and, and I'm sitting in the birth pool and Noble always loves to hear the story of me catching him with my hands and bringing him up to my chest. And I love telling him that. I loved feeling his head and that sensation and, and just bringing him to me. You know, and it's so interesting because even though I'm, I went through that process, I really, I can't say I felt super connected to him immediately. I sort of, I remember feeling really proud that I had accomplished this birth, especially in the time that it was being April 20th of 2020. It felt like such a weird energetic time. So I remember celebrating myself kind of first, which I don't know, like in a way, is that selfish? I'm not sure if I haven't asked other mothers if they do that. I didn't immediately feel like I knew Noble or that like we had this unbreakable bond. You know, I know mothers feel and they talk about having hospital births and because they didn't hold their babies right away. It took them a while to build build that. And I, ju- I think that might be a natural part of birth, whether you have your baby on you immediately or not. It's like you have to come to, like you have to honor where you are on the earth first <clears throat> before sort of stepping into their aura and energy. That could just be my experience, but because, it, you know, we didn't have a, a reason for it to have been in, disturbed or disrupted. So to kind of cut that bond off, Although, you know, his placenta cord did snap, he had a cord avulsion. So that piece was present. And as I've talked about, I've sort of been, I've been praying to the placenta, had a lot of energy to do around the placenta. I read the book Placenta, The Forgotten Chakra by Robin Lim, which was so beautiful. And I plan, excuse me, I'm going to test that up. I've got my altar. I'm in preparation. It feels very dedicated to motherhood lately, sort of changes with the season. but. Yeah, it's really dedicated to motherhood and birth. And I'm going to add a few things to represent the placenta. And mm-hmm. so anyways, back to talking about catching Noble. Noble loves talking about when the baby's born and how it'll come to my hands and that he wants to lick the baby, which I think is so interesting that he says, but just... I to be able to show him the normalcy of receiving our children and being in birth, you know, for his partner, you know, and and for his children, if he so chooses when he gets older, it just feels really beautiful to be able to have those conversations with him. Everyone has their own birth stories, of course, that they speak with with their children, depending on what their experiences were, if it was hospital or a NICU stay or, or home birth or variations in between. So it feels really wonderful to just kind of recite to him how I caught him. And he thinks he's having a sister. He, he says it to her. So when, when she comes, I'll catch her and how she'll be born into my hands. And also I wanted to talk about the intuition I have when when taking sort of supplements during pregnancy. I really have not done any supplementation. For the past few months, I have been pretty diligent with preparing my beef liver. So just slicing it with scissors and keeping it in a jar and then taking a piece 
about an ounce each morning with some orange juice, just swallowing it whole, raw, because that's felt really, I've felt very called to that. Or my placenta. Yeah, it's felt that just energetically that's what's called to me. So I, I'm, I'm listening to that. I also do feel called a couple times a week to take a capsule of cod liver oil. And then each morning I do feel called to do about half a teaspoon of quality sea salt that I put on my tongue and then just wash down with water, kind of like a salt shot. And so, but then last week I felt really called to taking some garlic and reishi sort of herbal blend in a capsule form. So I took those with Noble. So I pulled those out and, and I've been taking those. I haven't felt called in the past few days, but it's so neat to just like, I think it comes through spirit for me. It's a gut knowing of what sort of my body requires. And I love that so much. Like I love just tapping into that and then participating accordingly without sort of being micromanaged or being told from an outside source what I should be doing. So that feels really beautiful and it feels just so, it just feels like, like the way that I want to live and the way that I want to birth and the way that I mother moving forward is just through this place of intuition. So yeah, I wanted to talk about how birth humbles us as well, because I hold a lot of space for a lot of different stories for women. I love powerful, sovereign out of the system birth stories. I really do. The majority of women at this point in our generation haven't experienced birth like that. They've generally experienced a regulated form of birth. Not myself, but many women I choose to interact with or that I do have on the main podcast. But you know, one of my like unspoken mentors, I suppose, is Marin, who I had on my first episode on the podcast, which was so special, who owns Indie Birth. And she has been humbled so many times birthing 10 children that are here, birthing, I think, 11 times in total. But, you know, birth humbles us. It, it really does ask us to move into so many different spaces inside of ourselves. And the one thing that I am sort of sort of seeing in women is that ultimately, you know, to stand in your own authority, you really need to feel your own power. But you also need the sisterhood of other women who can mirror this back for you. I've been so fortunate that through my years, I really have attracted women who in their own ways, have stepped into their own and mentors and just brave women around me that have mirrored that back for me. They really have. And they've formed a beautiful sisterhood in that way. But I really, I feel it. And maybe I've had to feel it inside of myself because of sorrow and pain I've experienced in my life. Sometimes, you know, have feeling alone or isolated in things I've gone through. And so I had no choice but to say, okay, like, where is your power? When are you, how are you stepping into this? Are you stepping into this? But we need sisterhood. We need community. 
There's no doubt about that. And so I think that's how women just, that's how I know I move ahead and will be quote unquote successful in the endeavors that I, that I do take. And especially during birth is having that sisterhood around me. There's such a big movement right now with free birth. And I think if that's what you're called to, you need to listen to that, of course. But I, I've never really felt called to freely, to, to freely alone birth. I've always felt really called to being witnessed and held by women who stand in their own sovereignty, of course, are no threat, are not a threat with their own agenda. Well, and especially if you're tactic agenda in that space for me, but yeah, uh, it just is one of those times in my life where I really require that and lean on that. So yeah, birth is just so humbling in that sense. And I even think about Noble's birth. It was so beautiful and perfect in so many ways. I always come back to his placenta cord snapping because it was almost like a hospital birth. How his cord was cut so quickly, whereas it could have been left on for however long I wanted. And that wasn't the case. And so I think, you know, we are all given elements, no matter what the place and phase is of, of our birth that ask you to reflect and ask you to stay humble in that pursuit and and in holding space for other women and their experiences, but also for the reverence of just how perfect birth is and how well it works and just how safe it is. So, mm, so much, so, so much. Oh, I'm I'm emotional these days, that's for sure. And I have like, you know, I have parts of myself in my brain that sort of like want to create some type of sabotage and reinforce that it's going to be too much or too painful. Oh, excuse me, which I didn't really have with Noble. So this time, it feels deep. It feels, it feels dark and deep, which will always be powerful, of course. And what a gift to walk this path. Really such a gift. I am preparing for my postpartum. I've told you that I've invested in the fully healed mama program, which is kind of like an Ayurvedic protocol. And I'm not going to lie. It's been feeling overwhelming trying to get organized for it just because a lot of the ingredients, like the ingredients I use, but not in this respect, you know, I eat pretty paleo, keto, I guess, like a lot of meat and broth. And yeah, anyways, a lot, this is a lot of herbs and congee and mangal bean. And so some of them, I'm, some of the recipes I'm going to take, some of them I'm going to leave, but I like the warming factor of it all. Their warm milk tonics and their lactation teas and their digestive chews with all of the warming spice elements feels really good. My husband has come up with a name for himself because I am requiring him to prepare these things for me. So he's ready to step into his Ayurvedic role. We kind of, we've been reviewing the cookbook and sort of planning out at least the first two weeks. And then maybe after that, I'll go down and prepare a few 
more myself, but I do plan to sit in for a couple weeks. So yeah, <laughs> that that will be interesting to recap for everybody. But I'm just make, making my sort of ingredient list at this point and sort of organizing the menu. And but it feels really, it feels like it's going to be really rejuvenating. I'm going to try to incorporate some oil, sesame oil, ear therapy, sort of putting some warm oil in my ear to rest, doing some bank belly wrapping, getting in some steaming. I bought some hot water bottles to lay on, just really keeping myself warm and nourished and letting my milk supply be abundant and nourish and rest myself because I am the matriarch of my family family and after this postpartum I need to have the energy to continue you know potentially nursing my toddler nursing this new baby and caring for my household in certain capacities so I really want to care for my womb and honor my postpartum in a sacred way I'm really taking it seriously. I've also set up a meal train for four weeks for the boys, for my husband and, and my son. Some of those items I'll eat, some of them I won't. So really just trying to keep that organized for them and loving on them in those respects. So yeah, that is what's been alive for me lately. And again, I mean, I love sharing the more spiritual elements of this pregnancy because I don't think we hear that enough. I think we just, I've had no desire to even do blood, to even do lab work at all. I had no desire to sort of dissect those numbers or figure that out or even go back and take my blood pressure. It just, I've just been like listening to my body and, um, and letting it be and nourishing it and intuitively just allowing this pregnancy to unfold, which feels so beautiful and incredible and such a gift. So that's not being negligent and that's not being Pollyanna or hiding from what is. It's just, it's really honoring the ritual of a baby growing and nourishing yourself in the ways you feel called to. And so that's just why I'm sharing because I want to bring that sort of like peace to other women. You know, not that I can do that for everyone else's journey, but I just hope that you feel it and it feels, it feels good as you listen for you as it is for me to walk this path and be able to share it with you all. So yeah, that's kind of the 31, 30 week, 31 week wrap, wrap up. The diary entry. I'm so grateful for you to be here and for listening. And I wish you, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, a beautiful rest of January and the winter cold that we're in. And the sending love. Thank you.